Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's very special edition of the podcast. I'm Alex. I'm from the community engagement team here at Uber. And this week, the podcast is all about a meeting between the Uber Engage advisory groups and Dara, our new CEO of Uber as of a year ago. So Uber Engage is a new program that's currently piloting in Portsmouth, Southampton, Merseyside, Brighton, and London. And we'll be rolling this program out nationwide next year. But the premise of the program is that we create advisory groups in every single city, giving drivers access to feedback and being able to give and share ideas to the central Uber team. Now, some of the advisory group drivers were invited to meet Dara and to ask him a range of questions that they had prepared themselves. And please listen in carefully because the audio quality isn't great um, I would advise that you either use a high quality speaker or use headphones to listen to this episode as there's lots of people around the table uh, which has caused a little bit of disturbance on the microphones so I hope you enjoy this week's episode so Dar, I just like give you a brief introduction to what Uber Engage is. Great. So we created an advisory group program with drivers about a year and a half ago. So we started these workshops to, to find out how we can give them a better voice and a bigger voice in the business in the UK. And these guys came up with this Uber Engage idea and we've been piloting it in five cities. So we have drivers from five cities here. So we've got Portsmouth, Southampton, Brighton and London. Uh, and we also have the National Women's Advisory Forum who advise us on everything as well as specifically women's issues as well. And these guys, I don't know how you wanted to run this, but they have prepared some questions they'd like to ask you, some big, big bold bets that they'd like to talk to you about, uh, but as well as open up to whatever you want to, whatever you want to talk about. Great. So uh, um, I'll answer any questions. Teresa, do you want to start and then we can work our way around? I've been with Uber now for about a year. I generally do it part-time because it fits in care responsibilities. Um, and I'm on the South Coast. Great. So my question is about the new driver app. We've got many issues with it. Okay. And those include the mapping system, the night screens, it doesn't go into night screen, the pricing, it's lower, it's missing surge prices as well, and there's two issues to do with surges, missing them or giving the incorrect surge price, so it may show 1.6 and giving you 1.2, and it's a big issue with the navigation and the location issues, but my colleague Grant is going to talk more about the navigation. The, the new driver app it is supposed to be a big upgrade over the driver app. I'm, I know sorry. right now it doesn't feel, feel sorry. like it. <laughs> really but, sorry, but we are really struggling Well, listen, with we're, it. we're sorry because you're, you're struggling with it. And anytime you move on to a new platform, it can be painful because you're rebuilding everything that you built over five years and you try to get it right to begin with. You never get it right to begin with. I've done this five times with tech companies and we're in the worst part of it. So we had to rebuild the app because one thing that, and this is behind the scenes and it's technical, as you're building technology and you kind of build tech on top of on top of it, the foundation starts crumbling. And at some point, you don't want the foundation to crumble and we were at that point with the driver app. So we had to kind of rebuild the foundation from, from the ground up so we can have usually this one we hope to last another five years. Um, we are at the point of maximum pain because it's new and because we are we're a global company and then we have to be like hyper local in every single city in which we operate the engineers can't possibly get it perfectly correct in every single city so we need to get input from you and then we will go like on the ground step by step by step to fix the, the issues mapping just so you know has been an area 
that I have heard from a number of drivers has been painful, and I'm going back to the map team to really understand what the issues are, because I hear too many times for it to be, oh, this is one issue and we're gonna fix it. So mapping, we have to look fundamentally at exactly what, what's happening. Um, and, and is it the routing? Uh, yes, is the biggest issue? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, navigation. <clears throat> navigation yeah, meaning yeah. once you pick up or, or? Sometimes it cuts out completely. It doesn't complete, it starts the journey, doesn't complete at all. Do you do you do the navigation in-app or do you use Waze or do you? No, I, do, I do it in-app. You do it in-app. I, I, I can't yes. speak for the rest I of the I prefer to do it in-app. I mean, I a lot of people have actually, have actually, have actually reversed right? over to something else, but <clears> I tend to think the app's there. Um, it also means that you're taking the route that Uber have yes. given the passengers. Yes. So if there's any diversion from that, you've got something to come yeah. back to. And I don't want to switch between two different I totally apps. Understand that. You know, I just don't want to do that. I want to make it as easy for me. But at the moment, I'm actually having to apologize to my customers every so often because I'm thinking that that, that didn't come up quickly enough or, you know, that isn't detailed enough or it's not taking me in the right direction. So. Okay. Um, yeah, my name's Grant, I'm driver here in London. Um, just as a whole, I'll say I'm happy to drive on Uber. Been here just over a year now. I started to, I had more flexibility to see my daughter. My last job didn't give me that freedom. Starting early, finishing late. So it works perfectly for me. But moving on from the new app, there is like a few like navigation in-app issues. I like to, I do tend to use Waze most of the time, but I do like to have the benefit of using both. Mainly to check Waze to make sure it's not taking a far too long route. Yeah. Not to charge a customer too much. But there is issues in terms of pickup locations. Is there any pattern to it or? Depends on certain areas, I suppose, <coughs> speaking for myself in London, there can be, for instance, when it asks you to drop off at an airport, it could not take you to the terminal, it will take you to, Stan said it can try and take you to the uh, runway sometimes, so it's not. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, if you're on trip and you're using the Uber map, um, there can be issues with if there's road closures or traffic. By all means, it would give you a longer ETA if there's traffic, but there's no option to give you a diversion. Mm. Whereas that's where Waze comes in very handy, especially in London. A few side streets and you can cut out a number of traffic. So it would be nice to see in-app. The traffic, just options, options. Yeah, okay. just uh, route options, traffic diversion options. Um, but you're free. The yeah, diversion. we are. Yeah. But okay. it would be nice to have have it in the app, in the right app. There. So yeah. because okay. that leads on to the next point is if we do take a slightly longer route, if it then costs the customer more, then passengers will then claim a refund. We've used extra time, extra fuel, and then before we know it, we have money taken away from us. And since the new app, we don't get a notification from Uber to tell us that we've had a deduction. So it just happens without yeah, you getting yeah. a notification? Which I think someone's going to yeah. bring up. Yeah. Okay. Um, but also, just on the back of that, sorry, we've, I suppose, you've here to see TFL. Um, it'd just be nice to know if there's anything going on in terms of Sadiq wanting to have our congestion charge exemption removed because. London's very expensive to live in yeah. and to have like an extra £11.50 a day coming on top of our daily costs is that could probably make or break for some drivers mm -hmm. so it'd be nice to know if there's anything that can be done with your power of being the man of Uber that, that, that has not been that great a thing uh, yeah. lately but we're trying to make it a good thing and, and listen my goal here is we're building a relationship with TFL Laurel also meets with TFL as well too, yeah. to build trust and, and build, a, build a relationship and part of it right now we're in a mode where we have to rebuild trust yeah, and, of course. And, and there are certain issues that TFL had that we are responding to and we yeah. want to make sure that we respond to in a systematic way, get it right every time, like our maps as well, and 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 we we will get it right every time over 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 a period of time. I do think that congestion in general is such a big issue in not just London but any city yeah, in the world. It has to be dealt with one way or the other, 
and the choices are I think for us to say do nothing I, I don't think is a practical alternative there are some cities who will say well cap the number of Uber drivers on the road we don't think that's necessarily a good thing because yep. you know cities aren't going around and saying how many Chinese restaurants should be in London you know yeah. like that's not <laughs> Um, necessarily what a city should be doing. So I do think congestion pricing, whether we like it or not, is probably going to be a part of our future, just so you know. Is, yeah. um, but making it in a constructive way so that it works for our drivers um, is really And it is a way then that we can build that money back up, so to speak, to cover our costs because we've also got the ultra-low emission zone coming in where we're going to have to change our vehicles. So I suppose depending on the vehicles people may change, then it will that, that, cover the congestion charge, right? so, Which is, zone, so yeah. to speak. But it's just... We, had, we do have a lot of costs going up in London, and it would be nice to know that we are going to be able to earn that money back. That's totally understand. Just want to put a roof over my head and my door. So. Yeah, listen, I'll, I'll always do Appreciate that. Uh, my name is Vijay. I've been with Uber for two years. All right. I came from Frontline Emergency Services. Uh, my big issue, which is not only in South Coast, but it's everywhere, is the wait listing. Mm -hmm. Uber puts the drivers on hold. It can be a false accusation or any reason. And the drivers are waitlisted for two weeks, three weeks, when, and when they're found not guilty, they don't get any compensation. Because mm -hmm. we are self-employed, we work on a daily wage system. Mm -hmm. So we cannot afford one, even one or two days. So it should be like a panel or a system in place where there's local drivers, a person from your local green light hub. If someone is waitlisted, they call the person in, speak to them. A lot of taxis we've got cameras in, we can give them proof and this thing is resolved within a couple of days, not two, three weeks, because that's like the uncertainty and it's just, it's not good. Yeah. I, I think the process for us to resolve these kinds of issues in general, it's a newer process for us. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's completely in our interest and your interest for us to structure the process, speed it up, yeah. because mm -hmm. we want you back on the road as quickly as possible as well. It's not good for us to have especially our drivers who are our partners and providing a service for our riders off the road. So our interests are totally aligned here, but I understand if it's you who's off the road, it's it's a big thing. Um, so we are investing in pretty heavily our processes to make sure that every time we know that the if there's a challenge, it's dealt with in the right way. We have to make sure that we have records, books and records of it so that if there's ever a challenge coming down, kind of it's, it's we have a record of how we resolved it. So I think we'll, I'll take that as input as to the process, shrinking the time frame, and then making sure we've got the right documentation as well. And just to add on this, if you shrink it and the driver's not guilty, like how about the compensation if someone- I've got to think about that one. I think that's a very, very good point. And, you know, obviously, we're losing money on it, but I realize that you're, it's, it's a bigger deal for you. Yeah. So so I've got to figure okay. out if there are protections that we can offer you on that. Um, and, and we, I think, you know, we have a AXA, we did deal with AXA so that we get certain protections for, um, if we do it, it would, it would, again, I'm making this up, if we do it, it would be for drivers who drive more regularly for us. Yeah. You know, if, if a driver drives for us, five hours a week, it probably doesn't make sense, but drivers who it's are committed to the platform yeah. have, have worked for a while, I can, oh, yeah. I can see that happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I agree. That makes yeah. sense. Hi, I'm Peter, and I'm from Brighton as well. Uh, I'm gonna to touch on some of the things that probably already been said. It's mostly about communication, mm -hmm. um, specifically with the fare adjustments. 
Uber will make a fair adjustment, take it off of us, and then we have to justify it and send in and say why, which is going back to yeah. the traffic thing. We feel it would be better if Uber sent us an email first, and in fact we're not getting the emails anymore about fair adjustments since the new app, they seem to have stopped. Okay, so this is part of the new, yeah. app, issue. Of the new app issue. So we just feel that it would be better if Uber said why before they took the money off of you. I, I, I think that's a completely fair ask, and if there's a fair adjustment, clearly there's a reason for the fair adjustment, and you know, the, the logic is what caused the fair, uh, fair adjustment. So I think it's part of that logic. There should be an explanation uh, so that it can be clear. And then, of course, if you think that explanation, the fair adjustment is unfair, et cetera, then you can contact us and we'll resolve it. But again, it's very much in our interest not to have, you know, a bunch of incoming and pissing off our drivers. <laughs> Uh, and to be clear about it. So I think that's a fair ask. And by the way, I think it's an ask that it's fair and it's in our interest. So I'll make sure that that's something that's done. It makes all the sense in the world. I think the communication also isn't just to do with fair adjustments. It can be just, I'm not to go into trip details, but I've had it with a customer picked up. There's been a bit of a dispute prior. The trip hasn't happened. I've sent Uber an email on my behalf. The customer sent one in. Uber's completely ignored mine, replied to the customer, come back to me with their feedback and said, if, you, if this happens again, you're off the platform. Mm. So you haven't listened to my side first, you've just completely took the customers. And I was pretty angry for a, few, like a couple of days. And it's, it's, it's actually quite a common piece of feedback we get when Uber engages the respect drivers want, yeah. which is to go to them first and to respect mm. their tenureship outside of Uber as well as inside. We all yeah. license as taxi drivers, plus we have our driving license for many years because you have to have a driving license for many years to apply for a taxi license. So it, that looks like at the moment that it's not taken into consideration because to just put you off without thinking like from how many years you drive, you are a professional driver. So it's just. So I think this this is one where um, we're guilty as charge of being a Silicon Valley technology company. We're building a platform, and actually, my guess is as customers, you're more valuable than the rider because you're you're engaging with a platform and much, much more so than our riders. And so this is a new muscle for us, just just to be totally transparent, which is our <coughs> drivers are our customers. We are very good at signing up new drivers on a global basis. We're not, I believe, nearly as good as we have to be in taking care of our drivers yeah. and making sure that you stay on the platform if you have a problem, what's your problem, et cetera. And I think now going forward, and, and this is any high growth company, like you're you're just expanding, you're not optimizing, you're not, and, and we're at the point of, we're unfortunately growing up, yeah. um, but fortunately I think in some ways too. And so there's now a driver team, they're obsessed, you know, I, I'm not, they won't be happy with the feedback about the driver app, but they've beta tested the driver app with, no, li listen, it's, it's, we need to hear this to get better, right? This yeah, is all about absolutely. getting better. Yeah. Yeah. So yes. they beta tested the driver app for the first time, they had driver sessions talk about what's good, or, you know, what they're looking for, et cetera. So we're trying to now be customer centric, but also thinking about you as a customer. Go I think that's fair of a, a lot of organizations because I've, um, I've worked in other organizations and I've had my own businesses. And in a lot of them, it is a case of actually, if you value your people, then they will pass that value on to the customers. And, and that yes. has that knock on effect. And I think it's things like the feedback in general. 
um, you know, when people have had feedback saying about professionalism, it just says you need to improve, you know, you need this feedback. But it doesn't say. Yeah, it doesn't stipulate it what doesn't went sti- wrong. It doesn't stipulate, you know, and, yeah. and I think from a driver point of view, that's really frustrating mm-hmm. because, you know, my other half had that once because he drives with Uber as well, we both mm-hmm. do. And he said, but I can't think of who that could have been or what I could have done to have actually, you know, created that and it was very frustrating to think well I can't think of how that happened or why it happened you know and and so I totally agree we haven't got much longer so I don't know there was two more questions that we wanted to ask I'll do my query because it kind of relates to everything so it's about communication and I'm Paul from most of by the way Um, it's basically the wording of of emails and stuff we get Uh, for a quick example a friend of mine got taken offline while something was investigated the email he got was we've had concerning information about your behavior and what it turned out was he refused to let a dog in his car mm. it's not exactly concerning so the, the wording of the comms that we get needs to be looked at okay I, I can see that being a standard email and we should it's very generic and it's, yeah. it's not fair how quickly was that resolved did it take he weeks was offline or? he was offline about a week but that's a that's week of lost long. earnings no, for declining a dog. It wasn't a service dog, he was perfectly within his rights. Yeah. Uh, and it turned out it was the passenger more than anything, it wasn't the dog. The guy had an attitude, yeah. so he said, no, I'm not going to take the ride. Got it. And a week offline, so. That, that's, that's too long. I'm Jan Peters, I'm from the South Coast as well. And I'm, I'm probably nice the newbie to um, Uber, because I only started in December. But okay. again, you know, the flexibility side of it is, is great. Um, and so I love it in that respect. And I like I, and I like Uber. As a rider, I would only use Uber. Mm-hmm. And as a driver, when my other half decided to go into it, I said only do it with Uber. And I followed suit, you know, which is great, which awesome. is great. And predominantly, I work in the Bournemouth area. Mm-hmm. Um, but my question is more about the partnerships that we can perhaps get into. For example, in Southampton, we have, throughout the summer, we've had five five cruise ships Every in on day. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, oh, you know, um, and yet we've got a lot of people locally who are getting on, but we've got no contract with them through Uber. Yeah, and I just wondered, you know, not just for Southampton, but in other areas, similar things are happening. And mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. whether there's any chance that we can actually partner with some of these organisations. So for example, where we've got the Royal Caribbean, we've got Cunard, we've got P&O, we've got Intercruise, um, you know, and, and there's there's lots of those things going on in different parts yeah, of the country. Yeah. So we should we, we should take a note of that. I'm sure it's a nice business development opportunity. Yeah, yeah. it is a um, business opportunity for freight as well. Just general theme. To, for you to be aware of where, where we came from. The initial focus of the app has been much more, I would say, daily use cases rather than yeah. um, non-daily use mm-hmm. cases. And I think that we have been very well designed for you know in-city commute, et cetera. And as, a, as an organization, we have not paid too much attention on the enterprise businesses using Uber. So one area of investment is businesses using Uber. And I don't know if it's good news or bad news. Hopefully you'll see more business people using Uber and that's one area of investment. The other one is airport. We have a team that's like working specifically on that routing. And the third area is now events, concerts, mm. all that kind of stuff. Cruises are not one of them because it's not as much of a global thing, but I think that's something that the local team can take up. Yeah. Uh, so we'll definitely look at it. But it's these kinds of areas. It's it's we've very much been kind of either Friday night, Saturday night, you know, going out thing or work thing, and now we're trying to expand into a lot more other use cases as well. So he has the final question. Yes, regarding the 
growing business. At yes. The we have like an issue all over the UK with long dispatch. Long dispatch, so yeah. you here and you actually receive a job from like 20 minutes away, that's like 10 miles. So that's, in a way, overall, you lose revenue. Uber lose revenue. We lose revenue. Because you have to decline the job because it's far away, it's traffic, so you can't get there. Even though you accept it, the rider might maybe, you know, it's in cancel. rush and they will cancel on yeah. you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, I mean, I, I can see it every day. So how would you fix it? Would you? So is it is is it higher pricing or and, and higher cancellation fee? No, it's not a cancellation fee because it's uh, it's a long you have a long ETA, so the, it's like twenty miles away, and you know the price is quite small, you know. And but it was a great idea, and I think it's been developed now. That's to the customer, the customer to pay in the front, like okay, it's yes. the driver is coming like twenty miles. I'll wait for him, but I'm willing. He's gonna come. I'm willing to to pay extra. Because he's coming, I will text him. Or like I'm yeah. on my way, 20 minutes. This is the traffic. He will that accept the job. Yes, I agree. And, and the feedback we get from riders on the south coast and, and more suburban, smaller cities is that um, they don't mind paying a bit more because Uber's the only service yes. that will yeah. pay to them. Yes. So, yeah. so, so we're, 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 we're mispricing that we, that trip, and and yeah. it's bad we're for the user and it's bad for the exactly. driver too. We're losing revenue big yeah. time there. Okay. So that one makes all the sense in the world. So we'll definitely. So I hope you enjoyed the podcast, this very special edition with Dara. Um, as I mentioned at the start of the show, we'll be launching Uber Engage nationwide early next year. So if you'd like to get involved to be part of the experience that these advisory group drivers have so far, then please feel free to apply when that when the emails go out. We'll be holding information sessions in every city across the UK and Ireland. So please, please feel free to apply if you feel that you'd like to get involved. And you can learn more about Uber Engage by going to t.uber.com forward slash Uber Engage. Thanks for listening to this week's show and drive safe and we'll see you again very soon.